So, how many of you are ready for Thanksgiving? Woohoo! How many of you just pass over Thanksgiving for Christmas? <laughs> Where's Danny? <laughs> Uh, Danny says Christmas is all year, so I, I won't get into an argument with you here, but uh, it's funny because our daughter Maya is always, she's, she's excited for the next season, so she's, she's wanting to decorate for Christmas, but it's not just Christmas, it's like in July, she's trying to get the trees to change color. <laughs> I'm like, hey, come on, don't rush it, I, I, I like this lush green look and she's like i see color anyway we have a, a good little banter going i i think of it this way that i i want to enjoy every season that i'm in and so the next one will get here when it gets here i why why rush it because there's something special about the season that we're in in fact which day is is the best day of the year Josh says every day, uh, I say it this way, it's the day that I'm in, today. This is the best day of the year. And I, I mean it, I, I'm not just trying to make some cliche statement, I, I mean today, well that's, that's the one that, that's given to me right now. And I'm, I really think of it as this is the best day right now. So as we start, you know, I, I'm, Getting into this, we're talking about Thanksgiving. You guys know that it's, it's this week. And I, I'm thinking, okay, we probably have uh, a few of us or maybe uh, a bunch of us that would go, all right, here we go. It's a holiday message. So we're going to talk about it. He's going to tell us to be thankful. So chill out. This is not going to be your standard message. I even brought this up here just so you can wonder. It has no purpose, it's just to get you to wonder what that's all about. No, it has, it has a purpose. Just in case I get tired, I can sit down. Now, this, is, this message, if you'll stick with me, this message will change your life. I mean it. It will change your life. It changed my life. I want to start with a question. Does a thankful heart only change your attitude? Or does it do more than that? See, growing up as a kid, I, kept, I, I just thought, well, my parents just don't like when I don't have a good attitude or whatever. They're just telling me to have a better attitude. So with my work as a life coach, I find more answers in people's lives this way, more answers than any other way, by reminding them to be thankful for the little things every day. Because so many times we, we, we focus on the thing that's not good and we, and we just can't get past it because that's our focus. In fact, I won't point this person out, but I told him I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention him. I was just, before the service, I was talking to a couple guys and I said, how you doing? And the one guy said, could be better. Now, I appreciate the, the honest answer. I won't even look at you. I'll be careful not to look at you. I appreciate the honest answer because he was just saying, well, there's a couple things going on. But I'm thinking, okay, guess what? 
If your focus is on the things that could be better, you're missing the things that are amazing. You're missing the things that are already amazing. Think about it. There's got to be something that you can, you can point to that you can be thankful for. I told my wife the title for the message today, and she said, you've got to hear the message that I just heard. She had just listened to a message, and the title for that message and the message today are like almost the same. But I'm not changing my message because I, I titled it before I heard that message. So neither of us copied each other. But the message today is called The Power of a Thankful Heart. The Power of a Thankful Heart. Now, I'm a pretty simple guy. I, I'm not complicated. If you get to know me, those of you that do know me, I don't change. I don't even know how to hint. My wife will tell you this. I don't know how to... to to sort of hedge something or, you know, try to come across in a certain way. I'm not very diplomatic. I'm just sort of, that's the way it is. So if you don't like it, it's okay. You'll get over it. You know, it's pretty simple. But <laughs> so when I think of being simple, I, I think of a, a, a thankful heart is actually a simple heart. It's something that is just grateful for the little things. The older I get, the simpler I get. The more simple I want things to be. I mean, the, the older ones in here, I, I, I won't sort of, I, I mean, I guess I could. You guys are more and more obvious. But, <laughs> hey, I didn't think about, I'm not premeditating these statements. Um, but the simpler the life, the better as you get older. In fact, you, 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 it's funny because you think of maintenance-free landscape or, you know, uh, having someone else do the work for you or whatever. My wife and I went to hear Mark Lowry uh, just, I don't know what, a month or so ago, a couple months ago. And <laughs> it was so funny. I, I, I probably shouldn't try to do a Mark Lowry impersonation because I'm not quite the same as him. He's 65. And he said, it, it's funny, he got down on the stage here. I didn't, also didn't premeditate this. He, he got down on the stage, but he was a little more rotund, just a bit. And he goes, as I get older, actually, I've got to get my southern voice going. He said, when I'm in this position, I have two choices. Do I trim my nails or breathe? I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> maybe, maybe some of you have dealt with that decision. And he, he literally was like giving this demonstration and it sure looked authentic. But it's simple because he wasn't complaining. He was just saying, well, he, didn't, he wasn't able to move like he used to be able to move. And he, he was still thankful. Like, when I think of being thankful every day, I, there's phrases that I, I tell my kids. In fact, I could probably say, Micah, what's, a, what's something that I say? And he could probably, probably say it, but I'll just say it here. If, uh, let's say they're, they're walking along and they, oh, I can use this as an example. They stub their toe, boom. Ah, they're, oh, they're, they're little toe, it's just hurting like crazy. And I'll say, well, look at that. 
You've got nine other toes that are doing just fine. And you know what? You have something to look forward to. It'll feel better when the pain goes away. I've got, definitely gotten some eye rolls and head shakes when stuff like that happens. Oh, actually, we're going to come back to that because I say that, I say it intentionally because guess what? You do have nine other toes that are doing just fine. If you've got kidney problems, maybe it's only in one. You've got another one that's working. If you've got something going on in your body, look at the areas you don't have something bad going on in your body. Be thankful for them. Did you just take a breath? Be thankful for that. It might seem simple, but when your heart posture is one of thankfulness, you will begin to see those little things. When I put on a good pair of socks, man, I, put, I got some socks. They're, they're darn tough, okay? So this is a, not a plug for that. But I, I, I got them to go hiking, and somebody had told me about them, their lifetime guarantee, and I put them on. And I was like, thank you, Lord, for good socks. Man, this is awesome. I appreciate that. And you young, younger ones are like, okay, that's just old people talk. No, you know what? When you begin to be thankful for everything, you wake up in the morning and you go, oh, thank you for that. Thank you for this bed. I was able to lay in this bed all night and I, and I got a good night's sleep. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I did that this morning. I did. We, we got some my pillow sheets. Mike Lindell, all right. Well, I'm plugging for all this. I should get a commission from all these. No, it's like, we, we're like, let's try these things. We want to support them. And they're awesome. Like, I woke up and I, this morning, I said, thank you for these sheets. This is nice. I love it. Something happens. In, it, it, like, positions the whole day when you begin with a heart of thankfulness. I want to tell you, uh, there's another word that we can inter use interchangeably with thankfulness. I'm going to tell you by giving just, it's, it's not a long story, it's just my truck has a story, okay? God helped me to get the right truck. He, he walked me through this and he said, do you trust me? Go look at this truck. And I had been asking him for this truck. So there's a story, there's a relational story that God and I have with my truck, I'm telling you, every time I start that thing and back out of the garage, I worship the Lord. I worship. I do. I'm not joking. I literally, it's funny because now that I've talked about it, I do it even more because it's like so normal. I just go, I start the truck and I go, thank you. You got me this. This is amazing. And I, and I, I, I drive out of the driveway and I am worshiping the Lord because I'm reminded again every time I start it. Worship and thankfulness. Worship is thanksgiving. Thankfulness is worship. They are one and the same. If you want to worship God, be thankful. If you're not willing to be thankful, you're not willing to worship him. They are one and the same thing. Look what David says in Psalm 100. Verse 4, he says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. 
I mean, it is interchangeable right in that verse. Thanksgiving, praise, thanks, bless. He, he, he says these are one and the same thing. So when I'm talking about being simple, I've, I realize that this was a primary key in David's life. Thankfulness. And it has become a primary key in my life. I, we don't need many keys. All you need is a key that will open the door. And if you have a master key, that master key will just open every door you get to. Thankfulness is a master key. I dare you to try it. I dare you to try it. Come up against a door and you go, I've not been able to open this door. Try thankfulness. It'll open the door. When I say this message will change your life, that's it right there. If you, if you don't remember anything else, take the key I gave you right there. Thankfulness. Start a gratitude journal. Do something to remind yourself of all the things that you can be thankful for. If you try the key of thankfulness, it will open the door. Write that down. Now, I want to show you that this, this is a way of life in God's kingdom. It is a way of life. It's, it's very strategic. It will open doors. But it's also very enjoyable. Like, the more thankful I have become, the more I enjoy life. I, I just, I, I enjoy every day, no matter what's happening. Even when bad things are happening, I still enjoy the day. I still, I find something to be thankful for, and I find myself at the end of the day going, God, you're amazing. You're amazing. And, and I'll see a way through that. That door is going to open. That thing that happened will be corrected. It'll be okay. It'll be all right. So thankfulness, again, this is, this is strategic, but it also brings joy to you. In the, the message that my wife sent me, this is actually Gabe Valenzuela. So if you want to listen to it, it was Bethel Sermon of the Week. It'd be worth listening to. Uh, he said, and I'm going to include his three points here. He said, be thankful for the past, be thankful for the present, and be thankful for the future. Three different areas of thankfulness, and so often we get stuck in one of those. Or maybe two, but very rarely do, all, do we walk in all three of them. Because somewhere in our life, there's something that we can complain about. So if you had bad things happen in the past, it's very easy to go, I'm not thankful for that, but I'm thankful for the present. I'm thankful for what God's doing in the present. And I'm thankful for what God's going to do in the future, but I'm not thankful for that. If you can say, I am thankful. Now, we're going to get to this about how to be thankful in negative circumstances. Okay, I'm going to ask this question again. Does a thankful heart only change your attitude or does it do more than that? See, I'm talking about living with joy, living in, a, in an attitude of thankfulness. But if that's the only thing it does, if that's your understanding that that's the only thing it does, you're missing a major part of this. See, a thankful heart also will change your circumstances. It actually changes your circumstances. I'll show you how. Proverbs 17.22 says, A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Now, when I, when I look at that verse, I think, hmm, was he just talking metaphorically? Was he saying, well, okay, it's kind of like it makes you feel good like medicine does? Or is he saying it has medicinal benefits? 
Now, I just believe it like it says. A broken spirit dries the bones. If your spirit is broken, if you, if you find yourself in depression and you would test the marrow in your bones, I bet it's more dry than if you're full of joy. I'm just, I'm saying this truth changes your physical body. It changes your physical circumstances. See, if we, if we complain about the things that have already happened, or if we're worrying about the things that might happen, do you realize that worry is simply faith in the wrong direction? It's faith in the wrong thing. See, your faith is always active. You can't stop it. You have what you have in your life by your faith. Your faith is active. It's just your choice what you attach it to. So if you sit there and just worry and worry and worry, you're taking your faith and attaching it to evil. And then evil begins to happen in your life and you say, I knew it. I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. It's because your faith was there. If you're willing to be thankful, you won't worry. You'll worry a lot less anyway. And you get to where you don't need to worry because you're thankful so much about your Heavenly Father and how He's taken care of you in the past, how He's taken care of you in the present. And you look ahead and you go, He's got me. It'll be all right. And you're not faking it. Your faith is already there attached to it. See, it is your choice where you send your faith. But worship and thankfulness redirects your faith. This is how it changes your circumstances. See, your faith, if we can just say the science behind your life, the kingdom science behind your life, your faith brings things to you. Jesus said it over and over and over. As, 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 according to your faith, be it unto you. He said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith did it. So we go, well, I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want that pressure. It's no pressure. If you have a thankful heart, your faith is automatically redirected toward him, toward the positive things. When this truth finally settled into my heart, I found true freedom from worry. I'm telling you, I do not worry. I don't. And if worry tries to present itself, I just take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ and I say, I will not receive that worry. And I'll choose something to be thankful for. I was in a, in a canoe, canoeing across the lake, uh, way out in the mountains, tons of weight because we went camping in there, and this canoe had a crack in it, and we had to get out. I don't even know if I told my wife this. <laughs> I wasn't planning to share this. Well, I don't want her to worry, so sometimes I'm thinking, well... I need to trust her to have faith and not worry and believe. Okay, all right, this is, this is repentance time and communication with my wife. So you guys are part of the journey, I guess. But we're, we, uh, this, this crack had been repaired before bringing it in. And sometime on the journey in, we canoed six miles up across lakes and, and upstream. Sometime in that journey, with a couple hundred pounds of gear and guys and whatever, this crack opened up again and, and we, we had to get out. And so we, of all things, we duct taped it. That's all we had. I mean, we, we were like, okay, we, 
we don't know how to get out. We can't leave this thing here. And if we dry this all off completely and we, we really press it in there, this duct tape might probably hold it, but we don't know. And so we're going across, I mean, we, we did. It was raining too while we were doing this. So we had to protect it and dry it. And we got this nice big patch of duct tape. My brothers did it. It was my brothers and I that were camping. And here we go across the lake. And I said, I told my brother, I said, I want to sit by the crack. I want to sit there. So I was in the back of the canoe steering. And as we're going, I hear this. This is a fiberglass canoe, and it's just sort of moving and making this cracking sound. And I was just like, duct tape you hold in Jesus' name. And I, and I had the opportunity to worry. Even to the point that we're, I mean, these are, these are big lakes, and they're mountain lakes, so they're deep. It's in Wyoming. And, and the water was super cold. It's in the 40s. And so it's like, okay, we're going across this lake, and all at once I had this vision of water gushing in and the canoe going down, and me, I mean, okay, even if I have a life jacket on, it's at least a half mile swim that way and a half mile swim that way, the closest thing to the shore in 48 degree water, whatever it was. It's a tough, tough choice to be in. And the moment that thought came to me, I went, huh, no, I take this thought captive to the obedience of Christ. I refuse to live in fear. The Lord didn't tell us not to go. He gave us peace when we left. It'll be all right. Thoughts you leave now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And I see the boat launch out there. There we go. I'm just going to row toward that. Going a little bit longer. Another thought. I wonder how much gear we have in this canoe. I bet we have, we've got iPhones, we have GoPro, we have, we have a couple thousand dollars worth of gear sitting right in this boat, and that's a long way to the bottom of the lake. No, I won't do it. I refuse. I refuse to fear. The Lord gave us peace. The Lord gave us peace. So here we go. And I had the opportunity to fear, but you know what I did? Thank you for this canoe. Thank you for duct tape, of all things. Come on. Yes. And we got all the way to the end and uh, took that canoe, laid it over on, uh, on the trailer, and that patch was perfect. Tight. Hadn't even moved at all. And anyway, we, we drove down the road just a little bit, and something happened on the trail. It was a rough Forest Service road. There's potholes and everything. Something happened, a piece of metal came off of the trailer, and we had to stop and repair this thing. And I looked at the, the canoe, and that duct tape was just waving like this. And I was like, so there, duct tape didn't work, but faith did. And God gave us faith, and if it wasn't going to work, he'd have said, no, you can't do that. And we just wouldn't have done it. So living, truly living, by, by resisting fear, Resisting, but also being thankful and saying, Lord, I'm thankful that you gave me your word. I'm thankful that I have your spirit. I'm thankful that I hear your voice. I'm thankful that you take care of us. It'll be all right. Everything will be okay. You've got this. When I'm talking about living a life of thankfulness, I mean every moment of every day we have an opportunity for this. 
you have an opportunity to live that way. Now, I want to give you my dessert verse. Has anybody heard my dessert verse? A couple people. Danny's heard it. All right. You might need this for Thanksgiving. So, guys, if you're going to eat an extra piece of pie and your wife's going to go, mm, you probably shouldn't do that, just say, Nehemiah 8.10, baby. Nehemiah 8.10. All right. Then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, yes, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Do you see that? God put dessert with joy. Yes. Now, I don't know if they were talking dessert or not, but I am. I'm using that. That's my dessert verse. Eat the fat, drink the sweet. That's like, you know, the, the, the best Thanksgiving meal with you name it. Good stuff. Good dessert brings a smile to your face. Why is this so, like when we think of the joy of the Lord is our strength, I, I didn't know that that was in the same verse until I discovered it. And then I was like, okay, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's not just, oh, it makes me feel better. It is our strength. We can actually rely on it. We're going to come back to this as well. Just coming to this relying on the truth of thankfulness and worship and how it changes our lives. If we think of, think of your, your soul as a water valve, okay? And, and you're just in line of a pipe, okay? And your redeemed spirit is on one side, and, and this has all of the perfection and, and beauty of God, everything that's good. There's nothing evil, nothing bad. All the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, meekness, self-control, all of the, the fruits of the spirit, all of the joy of heaven is available in your redeemed spirit. Your, your physical circumstances are on the other side of your soul. Your physical body, um, even your circumstances being everything that you put your hand to. When you, when you turn your heart to thankfulness, you open up your soul. This is how it changes your physical circumstances. You open up the valve of your soul. You turn your back on your circumstances. You open up and are thankful, and the power of God whoo, flows through your soul and changes your circumstances. That's how it works. That's how thankfulness changes your life. When all you do is look at, it could be better, things could be better. Sorry, I'm not really like negative reflection on you, buddy, but come on, right here. When you look here, you block off the power of God to affect your physical circumstances because all you're doing is looking at them. Turn away from them and go, okay, God, I'm going to be thankful. And you begin to open up to thankfulness and joy and the flow starts to happen. The flow starts to happen in your life. This is when healing begins to manifest in your body. This is when financial situations begin to change. This is when relationships begin to mend. Not by effort and struggle and focus on them and make it happen, but by focus on him and thankfulness to him. This will change your life. I mean it. It will change your life. This thankfulness will change your life. You don't like your life? Quit focus on it. Be thankful. Focus on him. 
Turn the valve of your soul to open up to the joy that he has for you. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 23, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you notice that? Spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. See, he is the God of peace, and he is the one that sanctifies you. You don't sanctify yourself. When you turn in an attitude and a heart posture of thankfulness, he sanctifies you. He is the one that makes it better. But I want to go back to verse 18 here. I mentioned something a little bit about the negative circumstances. When I was a kid, I, I hated people. I didn't hate people. I hated when people would say, well, you should be thankful for that. There'd be something negative happening. Somebody would say, well-meaning, well, you should be thankful. And I'm like, no, I am not thankful. That was bad. I'm not thankful. And you know what? As a kid, thinking of my, my thoughts about it now, I look back at that, that boy and I go, you know what? That boy was right. That boy was right. Because the negative circumstances, if you try to say, thank you, God. I'll, I'll use an example. This bus crash. Do we say, thank you, God, for the bus crash. Thank you that three students and three students teachers, am I right about the numbers? The six people were killed. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you, God. Is that right? No. That's why I rebelled to, uh, to, to the idea as a kid. That's why I was like, it's not right. I shouldn't be like, thank you for the bus crash. But what about this? Thank you that they weren't all killed. Thank you for, the, for those. Thank you for the people that, unnamed people who rushed in and helped. Thank you for all the first responders. Thank you for all the equipment that came in to help and, and, and rescue all, all those kids. Thank you for all of the things that happened to take care of those that were able to make it. See, there is something to be thankful for in the situation. But God does not bring us negative situations. When they happen, he's there to rescue us and to get us out. And then you say, well, what about the families of those that had, one, had loved ones die. You go, well, how can they be thankful? I guarantee you there's something in their life they can be thankful for. And I'm not trying to, this is not tongue-in-cheek, I'm not making light of situations like this. But I bet they had a breath that day. I bet something happened that they didn't all die. I bet something happened that they, you know, as you look at your situation and you go, you don't know my situation. You don't know what's been going on in my body. No, I don't. I don't. But you're here and you're breathing. And you got socks on. Maybe they're even good, comfortable socks. You have, how did you get here? Do you have a vehicle? You have a car. You drove. Or you got a ride and someone didn't, like, make you pay. You have something to be thankful for. There is a whole multitude of things that you can be thankful for. Find them.
Turn your heart posture to the Lord and thank him for the things you have. Now, worship and thanksgiving allows God to touch you. See, God is trying to get his power through to your life. When your, your heart posture is one of thankfulness, you allow his power to go through. He's trying, but when you shut him off by being unthankful and by not worshiping, his power is stopped. You have the power to stop God's power from affecting your life by being ungrateful, by not having a thankful heart, by not worshiping. And God will wait. His power is always present, always pushing, always ready. It's like water in a pipe. The water is always ready, but that valve has the power to turn that off. The moment you open that valve, God's power flows freely. See, that is how your circumstances are changed by thanksgiving. It's also joy. So when you open up to the power of God, it gives you the ability to give joy to those around you. It gives you the ability to contribute to other people's lives, to help them find something to be thankful for. And then that even increases your own joy. See, this is how God shows his heart to people. When we release joy and praise and thanksgiving, even in a circumstance that was difficult, and we say, you know what? God is amazing and God still took care of us. And we release joy in that. We show God's heart to those around us. And we give them permission to show joy and to be thankful in their negative circumstances. See, so often we don't want to give thanksgiving because we, we go, well, that's disrespectful to, if it was someone that died, we go, that's disrespectful to the person that died. How could I be full of joy? No, if you were the one that died, you would go, come on, come on. Don't let this destroy you. Letting a negative circumstance destroy you is what is disrespectful to the person who died. Be full of joy. The, the sooner you get through that, the sooner you get into joy and thankfulness, the more respectful you are to the, to the person you lost. I'm serious. It's the truth. You can argue, but you'll come around sometime. Just do it quickly. The quicker you do it, the better. See, our Heavenly Father is very thankful, very full of joy. You talked about his emotions, Scott. He, he is, he's a, a real life of the party, if I can say it that way. He made us in his image. Why do you think men stand up and scream in a football game and yeah, yeah, because they're made in the likeness of their father. He's a rah, rah God, man. He does not, I mean, he gets fired up. He loves it. He loves passion. He loves joy and he loves excitement. And I guarantee he's not sitting on the throne worrying or fretting about things. He's not looking at your circumstances going, oh, I've never dealt with this one. <sighs> Jesus, Jesus, you got any ideas? I'm out. <laughs> Just the Holy Spirit fix it. Just go fix it. I don't know how to do it. Do you think he's worried? He showed me how he sits on the throne. Has anyone ever seen this? God showed me how he sits on the throne. That's what this is here for. Look, we think of God as this stiff ruler with this ornate big throne and this scepter ready to strike people or whatever it is. He doesn't sit on the throne like you would think. I'm serious. 
I had an encounter with the Lord, and he invited me to his throne. This is how he sits on the throne. In fact, it's like this. And he's laughing, and he's full of joy. He has no worries. He has no cares. He's got all the time in the world. He loves the thing he's, things he's done, the things he's made. He goes, <laughs> it'll be all right, son. It'll be all right. Come here. Come here. Come, come sit on my lap. If you want an example of how God sees your life, remember this. He's not worried. He's at rest. This is how he wants you to sit on the throne of your life. Come on, relax. It'll be okay. When you're sitting on the throne, like you think of a ruler sits on the throne, and you're ruling your life that way, you don't allow the one who is at peace and at rest to do his thing. Go climb on his lap. Cast all your cares on him. He cares for you. He's sitting there like this. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. There are more smiles and laughs coming from the throne than you've ever even imagined. There's joy. In his presence is fullness of joy. Have you ever heard that verse? Why? Because nothing else matters. It's okay. He, he literally is the spirit of revelation. He's the spirit of joy, the spirit of truth. He has all things going for him. Nothing's going bad for him, ever. He's at rest. Remember this. Let this image be burned in your heart. I was going to try and describe it, but I was like, I want to show you. This is how, and I, I met him in this place, and I've met him often. Go climb up on his lap and tell him, tell him the things that you want to be thankful for. Go tell him how amazing he is. It's not so that he can hear it. It's not so, he, he doesn't sit there and go, oh, I can't make it without your worship. It's so that your heart opens up to him, opens up to his joy and his peace and flows through. I should have the chair sitting over here. When you open up to him, it allows that posture that he's sitting in to flow into your life. Let him do it. Try it. Use the master key of thankfulness. Open the doors in your life. I was thinking of it this morning when I woke up. Psalm 55 says, evening and morning and at noon. David, King David is talking about different times of the day. And I thought about that, and I was like, you know what? That's, even that's not enough. It's every moment. Every moment. Even if you go, well, I'm going to set a timer, and I'm going to say be thankful today. You can try that. That's a start. But it's every moment. It's in the moment when you don't feel like it. That's the time for it. That's the time for the master key. My dad was always whistling. He was always, and Lamar would, would be able to tell you this, he was just always full of joy. It's because when he was 18, he had open heart surgery. And they told him he probably wouldn't make it. In fact, a month before that, his aunt had had the same surgery and died on the operating table. So... He, he got all of his affairs in order, and he said, I'm ready to meet Jesus. And they cut him open and cut his heart open. All right? 
He woke up from that and he said he was kind of a little disappointed because he thought, well, I guess, I'm, I guess I'm still here, huh? But then he thought, well, today's another gift. And every day, I mean, he would just, it didn't matter. Nobody's around. He's walking from the house to the barn and he's just whistling. And he whistled through his teeth. So I learned how to do that so I could be like my dad. But he was just, because, you know, when you whistle through your teeth, you can smile. It's so much more fun. You should try it. That's, that's how my dad lived his life. He would wake up in the morning and he would go, well, I got another one. I got another day. He lived to be 78. He had an amazing life of joy. I learned that from him. But he also displayed this to other people. If you ask people if they knew my dad, that's, that's what they would say. He was always full of joy. See, when we allow God to display his heart, it becomes encouragement to those around us. If you are saying, well, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. And you look at, you, you're confronted with something. You're paying bills or something. And you go, ah, oh, that's a big bill. Just thank God that, that you had enough money to pay it. And if you didn't have enough money to pay all of them, thank him that you had enough to pay these. Thank him that the pen is working, that you're writing the check out with. Thank him that you have a checkbook and that that checkbook is attached to a bank account. Thank him that your name is on that account and when the money's there, you can pay this bill. Thank him for every little thing you can think of. Because in the moment, your heart posture will change and something will happen. Something even that you can't explain. And you go, Lord, you're amazing. You did it again. You did it again. See, God's heart is full of joy and healing and blessing and favor, and they flow from him like a river. Allow your heart to be full of joy, even in your circumstances. And the joy of the Lord will begin to transform every area in your life. Thank you so much. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Think of this, eat the fat, drink the sweet. Remember, God is for you, he loves you, and he wants to transform your life. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the examples that you've given us in your word. And thank you that we have this holiday, Thanksgiving, that we can be reminded again. And Father, I pray that the heart of Thanksgiving and worship would be a heart posture that we, we carry all throughout the year. That this would not just be a holiday for us. It would not just be something different, but it would become the master key in our lives. It would be something, Father, that we see you operating in the circumstances. When we turn our hearts away from our circumstances and to you, that we would see your hand at work. We would see your power flowing and we would worship you even more. Thank you, Father, for your love and that you're not worried about things. Thank you that we can cast all our cares on you, that you care for us. We honor you and we worship you, Lord Jesus. It's in your name we pray this. Amen.